Hey guys, it's Betty with Eye Specialty Group. We're going to visit today with Dr. Andrew Krause, one of our retina specialists. And today we're going to discuss macular degeneration. Sounds good. Could you just tell our listeners what the symptoms might be? Primary symptom that will happen here is difficulty reading. That's usually the first noticeable defect that people experience. It is a central, central vision impacting visual problem. Is it hereditary? There are numerous genetic markers that have been identified, but the specificity of those is not certain. So parents can have it and children don't have it. It's not Mendelian, meaning a guaranteed Mm -hmm. one specific genetic marker that's passed down in a dominant manner so that every child gets it, every Mm -hmm. offspring gets it. It's not the case. There is certainly predisposing mm-hmm. genetic markers that are most common that are seen in patients. But again, that doesn't assure or guarantee that someone will or won't have it, depending on parents and background like that. If someone were to have inherited that, at about what age would they start showing symptoms? You're going to find these symptoms in the fifth decade of life, typically, fifth and sixth decades. And is it something that they're, d- during their yearly exam with their optometrist that might be detected for them to refer the patient to you? Yes. If they're doing a dilated examination, they can see these findings in the you know, 50s, 60s. It'll be seen. The patient will usually present also with a complaint other than cataracts would mm-hmm. be common at that age. But these are visible findings to an optometrist if they do a dilated examination. Mm-hmm they would be able to pick that up. And is it something that has a slower progression? It is. I mean, it's difficult to assess the progression per each patient. Mm-hmm. So it's really typically there's broken down to early, intermediate, advanced. Mm-hmm. In many cases, the early findings won't show progression even over a 10-year period, so it's not so simple to age that mm-hmm. problem. As the uh, findings become more significant, and this is really based on what we see in the back of the eye. There can be some predictions made in terms of risks of visual loss and risk of the dry type becoming Mm -hmm. the wet type. Mm -hmm. Certainly there are two types here. So it can be, there can be some judgments made when you're at a certain stage, what your risks are for the next stage. But when there are early findings, very difficult to determine whether indeed anybody will even become symptomatic or not. And so I know that you mentioned there were two types. Can you just explain to them what the differences might be? Okay, so the dry type and the wet type. The distinguishing feature is wet type indicates that abnormal blood vessels have grown, Mm -hmm. an uncertain cause Mm -hmm. underneath the retina, and these vessels can break open. They're fragile. They're abnormal vessels. Mm -hmm. They can break open. You can have an actual hemorrhage, or they can leak, in which case you have the water part of Mm -hmm. blood in the retina or under the retina. The vessels grow for uncertain reasons. It's all speculated. Mm -hmm. There's no certainty there, but we call that the wet type. The wet type has a treatment. Mm -hmm. The treatments are medications that we place in the eye. Mm The dry type has no treatment as of yet, and in this country, demographically speaking, there's about 20 million patients have the dry type, about 2.6, 2.8, depending on what you look at, have the wet type. Mm-hmm. The wet is 
is responsible for a greater degree of severe vision loss than the dry, mm-hmm. although patients with the dry type can also have severe loss of vision. That would be slow, slowly progressive. Mm-hmm. The wet type, the issue there is that it can be cataclysmic mm-hmm. and uh, dramatic in onset. Wow. So um, in your practice, typically, what percentage would you say do you see? Well, I, I would see more with the dry, in which case I see them probably yearly, depending. Mm-hmm. So they can be dry early, mm-hmm. intermediate, mm-hmm. or advanced. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see it based on that. And that will be usually be monitoring somebody at a six-month to one-year interval. We give them a way to assess their vision. There are great um, home devices for the monitoring of really? dry. Yeah. So the most important thing with dry is monitoring. Okay. So you can determine if it's converted to wet. Mm-hmm. Because, again, wet will be a greater cause of severe loss of vision. So patients monitoring on home devices have a much greater capacity to detect differences. There there are systems where information is sent online Mm -hmm. to reading centers and patients are are told to utilize a device three times a week. If Mm -hmm. they don't, they'll get a phone call. And, um, because it's monitored off-site. It's monitored off-site, so it's going through either a phone system, right. you know, Wi-Fi, right. Internet. And if, if, it, if a change detected, and that's usually a change in the contour of the retina, we get alerted, we mm-hmm. call the patient in, and that's highly effective. And so Bring them in? Bring them in. Right. So the most important thing with wet with dry going to wet is detecting it early. The earlier the detection, the better the pre, you know, more, mm-hmm. better the early first visual acuity mm-hmm. predicts the outcome. final outcome. Yeah. Right. Thank you. So <clears throat> if you feel like you or a loved one might have some of the symptoms that Dr. Krauss mentioned, please feel free to call our office at 901-685-2200 or make an appointment with your local optometrist. Thanks, guys.